Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club. It is the Listener's Choice Oscars special. I'm Colson Smith and as always I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Dawson. Nice. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on film. Now it is all about the films we should have seen but we haven't. Each week we set a film for each other to watch and then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated and rated about it. Now, the beauty of our film club is that anyone can join in. All you've got to do is watch along at home. Join us every Thursday to find out what we thought of the film. This week's film has been chosen by you guys, the audience. And as it is our Oscars special, you had to pick a film that won an Oscar. And the film that you picked for us to watch is... Titanic. But before we get into talking all things Titanic, I nearly said the again, Jack. I feel like I'm going to title every film now The Star Wars, <laughs> The Harry Potter. <laughs> the Harry. I like it when you put it in front of things though, that are normal, like the Twitter. <laughs> yeah. That makes me laugh. That just makes me laugh. Before we get into talking all things The Titanic, <laughs> as always, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Um, quickly, very quickly from me. Washing machine update. Gotta be. If you want that, yeah. Everyone wants it. The the world wants it. What pants are you down to now? Are you down to Christmas fun pants? That's why you've got new bedding. (laughs) No, the washing machine, it's not fixed. It's temporary fixed. We've got a temporary gasket. Gasket? The little rubber seal that goes okay. around the, the door. Did he come in and do that thing where he goes, oh yeah, that go- it always goes on these ones. I think the mother-in-law kicked off. No one from LG listened to the podcast last week then? No, I don't think so. No. Was it, was that your quick update? That's it. I that- thought I'd get that out of the way. <laughs> do you know what? That's been a week where that's been on my mind. Um, I think we need to go over to Colson because you've got the big news of the week, I think, haven't you, Colson? I have got the big news of the week. Um, it's now official. The reason I have been learning to swim, that, that burning Oh, that, question, do you remember that? Yeah. Um, I have signed up for another show called The Games, which is... There used to be a show called The Games on Channel 4 years and years ago, and that show has kind of been bought by ITV. They're taking it on, um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm in the lineup. What's the premise then, Colts? So basically, Jack, 
um, there's six boys, six girls, and it's boys v boys, girls v girls, and we challenge across nine Olympic sports. So basically, it it it's a competition as to a competition across nine different sports, which is crazy because nine's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So when I was a kid, Jack, what Coulson is doing was pretty much one of the biggest shows on television. It was called Superstars. And it was in the 70s. And they had the biggest... So imagine, like, footballers, tennis players, judo, anyone, anyone at the top of their sport who've just retired, they did this. And it was huge in the 70s. Huge. And they did sports that they wouldn't normally do. So that's why it was so interesting. So, Colson, now you've got nine. So why didn't you name the nine, Colson? So the nine sports are 100 metre... Mm. Yeah. Run, obviously. Yeah. 400 metre. Mm. 110 metre hurdles. Oof. Oof. Hello. <laughs> Stretch. The hammer throw. Ah, nailed on for okay. that. Nailed on. Swimming. Hence mm. the lessons. How, how far? How far? It's a 50 metre freestyle. Piece of piss. You've got this. Front crawl. Well... <laughs> Front crawl is what I've learned, and obviously, yeah. Jack. It, it's so it's in all of the Olympic venues. So the swimming race is in the Olympic Aquatic Center. So I've got what I'm learning to do at the moment in my own time is how to roll in the pool. But isn't a pool fifty meters? No, it's twenty five. The Olympic pool's twenty five. Oh, is it? So you've got to you've got to go up and down. Can you hold your breath for twenty five meters? No. <laughs> The swimming's hard. The, the rolling is a challenge. But I came back to Ben last week and Ben was like, how's your lesson? And I was like, good, yeah, we, I'm rolling now. Ben was like, you what? And I was like, I'm tumbling, I'm rolling, I'm learning to breathe. <laughs> learning to breathe. Learning to breathe. So we've gone swimming. What's the next one now? Well, the other big Olympic sport that involves water, diving. Oh, <laughs> hello. Cannonball. The dive. <laughs> splosh. Belly they might rename it Splosh. <laughs> diving. Me. I think that's hard. Hang on. So it's an Olympic diving board? Well, I, f- I believe there's two dives. From what I know, I think there's two dives. And how high are they? Because they're frigging high. I mean, Jack, I was scrolling on TikTok the other day and I saw someone do a TikTok from the top of a 20 metre diving board. And it nearly gave me a nosebleed just watching. You're at the t- you're at the roof. You're at the top of the roof. I went home this weekend, and my sister reminded me of me doing a bungee jump in New Zealand, which is probably the closest thing to a dive that I've ever done. And it took me so long to jump off a bungee, like so long. I was stood on that platform over Lake Taupo, literally shitting myself, mm. and I was tied to a bungee. <laughs> Imagine a dive. Are they all live? No. So I believe five are pre-recorded and then there's four live. Or maybe four are pre-recorded and there's five so live. Keep, going, keep taking us through the list. So we've done diving. Now what's next? Cycling. Okay. Yeah. You're a strong cycler. We shot the titles today and I was I was the cyclist. So like my prop was that I had the bike. So I don't know what that means because we've not done any of the training for cycling. But I had the bike. Um, then we've got the, the classic, the one that everyone loves, speed climbing. What's that, like a, a rock wall or something? It, it's a brand new Olympic sport. So I think, it, I think it was new at the last Olympics. And basically, Jack, the rule is every single speed climbing wall in the world has to be identical 
So the idea is these Olympians climb it, Jack, in four seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's, I think it's a 25-metre climb, and we've just got to climb it. I mean, my dad's reminded me of a time that I went on a climbing board at a fairground, and apparently it was horrific, like horrific. Your family are great. I can see they're really backing you up. <laughs> just <laughs> reminding him of how shit is big. Yeah, do you remember that time you went to a fairground you couldn't do it and you shit yourself? Well, we'll see you there. We'll have a big placard. Um, then we've got the canoe slalom. <laughs> yes. Yes. What? On so it's because it's all on like the London 2012 venues. That that's on the actual white water rafting at Lee Valley. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be piss funny. <laughs> I mean, it's not meant to be funny. Are you gonna hold your hands up like you're on like woo <laughs> like you're going down the rapids? I think you could be good at that. That I think you're looking at strong for you cycling, canoeing. 400 metres, I think you'll pile around that quite quick. Everyone's got to be shit at the dive, surely. You don't know, Jack. Like The the idea of the casting is that the people that have been selected to do it are obviously all people in the public eye, but are all people who have a level yeah, of fitness. On. The backwards triple somersault, come on. <laughs> Imagine someone just lays that straight out. What dive will you be doing? Backwards triple somersault. So it's all... Five live nights. Five live nights in spring, in May. My head is basically, I'm doing this because obviously two years ago, I was a very different person. And now, weirdly, my hobbies are fitness. Like, I I genuinely enjoy keeping fit and challenging myself. And this is a challenge. It's a way to keep fit. And I think there's a part of me in my head where I obviously have always had limitations on myself. And I've always believed that, I couldn't do certain stuff and I've kind of proved bits of that wrong over the past two years. So I guess taking this on is another understanding of the fact that there aren't any limitations to what I can do and I can keep continuing to challenge myself and progress. So it kind of is the next progression in my fitness journey, I guess. I just want to come fifth. If I come fifth, I'll be happy. Why fifth? What a random number. Well, it's out of six, isn't it? No one wants to come last. I'm not competitive, but you don't want to come last. So if I come fifth, I'm well happy. Um, yeah, good for you, Colt. You're dead right. You, you've come a long way, and what a way, what a thing to do. What an experience. Be mint, won't it? I mean, you get to learn all these sports. You get to get taught, coached by the best people. I'm I'm so lucky. Like I'm being coached by the best coaches in England. It's the entire Team GB coaching squad. It's at Olympic venues you know, at 23 years old to kind of have this opportunity. Like, it is a bit of a pinch myself moment. Awesome. And it's, it, your, it's your Olympics. It is. It's it's, it's the Olympics. It's the Olympics. Like, what was <laughs> what was that one we named it? Cas Factor. It's the Olympics. Do, 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 do. Here he comes. <laughs> Did you just do the Emmerdale theme tune then? <laughs> no, you have to listen to Superstars, okay. the original theme tune, Coulson. The original thing to me was out of sight. I mean, it was a big, big show. This is going to be big. I've got a feeling. You in a canoe, I think you're going to do well. I think Hammer, you nailed on. I just want to enjoy it. We actually we all say that. Yeah, that's bollocks. That. Just win. Bollocks. Win. I suppose we could set up, um, look, we could probably set up some hurdles on the street. We can get a pool together in the cabin. We could just have a little practice. <laughs> I, I, I reckon, I, I reckon Corey. From the bistro to Rosemary Street Medical Centre is about 100 metres. Yeah, I think so. 
And if you can run on cobbles, you can run on a track. You can do anything. <laughs> as long as I'm safe, as long as I'm enjoying it. Corey, Corey is my job. This is a, a, another job. Like I, I'm just, I'm happy to balance the both of them. I'm, I'm, I, I like being busy. It's all I want to be in it. Yeah. You know, we, we've got this. We've got work. You know, we all love working at Corey for the reasons that we love working at Corey, and kind of, I'm kind of fortunate enough to have Corey the podcast. And the games on at the same time, and I'm and just going to games and the games. I love it. So I mean, Jack, can I come down and watch it? Yeah, this this is a plan, isn't it? We, can well, I get you, like a big foam foam. It's, it's got to be the aquatic center, isn't it? It's got to be. What What's my chant? Give me a C. C. <laughs> Give me a made up name, Colson. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Give me a C. Give me an O. Olympics. <laughs> What do we want, Colson? When do we want him now? That's going to be it. I mean, it, it, it's good, you know. It, it, it's going to open up new doors for me, new opportunities. Obviously, you know, the three of us are actors. I love acting. The other thing that I love is presenting. The, the podcast allows me to do both, and th- this show might open up a door for me to kind diving, of... Diving, Colson, that's where it's going to that's open what up. It's diving. Opening. That's what, that's it's, what it's opening, opening up. What are you doing, Colson? I'm leaving work. I'm becoming a diver. <laughs> When ITV buys the rights for the Olympics, I think I'll be, I'll be the, hello and welcome to the Olympics. It's me, previous Olympian, Colson Smith. And here's my partner, Tom Daly, <laughs> and we're entering the Olympics. Uh, speaking of making a splash. Oh. See what I did there? Oh. <laughs> You've just stolen the linkage there. <laughs> I thought it was good. We're preparing for you to leave us, Colson. I, I liked it. I like Jack's linkage. So yeah, a, a splash, Titanic, Oscars choice, and it has been chosen by you guys at home, which means we welcome in a fourth member of the podcast to give us a synopsis. And this fourth member, boys, has come a very, very long way to join us on Sofa Cinema Club because Hannah Leng is all the way from New Zealand. She's 17 years old and she's in a final year of high school. Her favourite film is Titanic. She also loves Pride and Prejudice. The 2005 one, it's the best apparently. That's getting a getting a bit of a reaction there from Jack Gwyneth and Ben. Paltrow. Is it Gwyneth Paltrow in that one? And then is here's one for Jack, Ben. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you'll think of this. Mm-hmm. Hannah watches Cory every day of the week. Her favourite character is David. Yep. But she thinks that Craig and Nick are cool. Oof. That's the old <laughs> that's the old slap on the back. <laughs> You're cool, but my favourite character is David Platt. Well, let's hear what Hannah had to say for her synopsis of Titanic. Hi, Sofa Cinema Club. Titanic is a 1997 epic romance film which centres around the sinking of the Titanic in 1912. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio as Jack and Kate Winslet as Rose who fall in love during their time on the ship. Rose is from a posh family and is engaged to Cal who she doesn't like while Jack is poor and lives life on a whim which really appeals to Rose because she feels stifled. When the ship hits the iceberg and begins to sink they decide to stay together and try to survive which means Rose gives up her spot on a lifeboat which leads to the infamous door scene where Jack dies and Rose lives and the story is told by an older Rose who is about to die basically and she wants to keep the memory of Jack alive by telling her story after all these years. That's bollocks. 
That's absolute bollocks. Rose is about to die. Oh, I mean, she's, she's old. She's old, though. Yeah, she's old. She is. She's looking back on her life. Yeah, but... It's a tricky one. It's a tricky... It's a tough film to do a synopsis. I mean, it's a three-hour, 15 film to do a synopsis off there. Yeah. Jack didn't like it when she said that Jack died. Yeah, and Jack the, dies, and, and then Rose is dying, and yeah, it's like... And then she drops the friggin' necklace in at the end. I think Hannah has done a great job there. I also love the fact that that is a different accent because we've got our free dulcet, dulcet, is that the word? Yeah, dulcet. We've got our free dulcet English tones and now we've got a Kiwi accent to kind of talk to us about Titanic even though she said that Rose was dying. <laughs> well, I suppose she is dying. She is, she's old. She? I completely get where We're she's coming from. We're all dying. She should record this deep. It's another podcast. She throws a necklace in at the end and then just thinks that's it, isn't it? She just that'd be a proper Joe Rogan episode. That Jack P. Shepherd. We're all dying. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Discuss if if you think about it. From the minute we're born, we start to die. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, Jack. So as we spoke about earlier in the week, Titanic, the 1998 Oscar winner, the year that I was born. And Jack, you said that it, it it holds the record, does it, for the amount of Oscars, most amount of Oscars won? It's tied with the other two yeah. films, isn't it? Ben Hur and Lord of the Rings three. I mean, it, it, it's a massive, massive film. It is so well spoken about. So it was quite, you know, it was almost bound to come up on Sofa Cinema Club. Mm. Um, how did you watch it, Jack? Nobody would watch it. Oh wow! Sorry. I think it's because it's one of them that. Everyone's seen, and it's too long now. No one would watch it with me. I had to watch it on my own. Too long. And did you watch it in one sitting, one hit? No, I watched it in two. Okay. I put it on at like half nine, ten, and I think I went to bed at about midnight or something, and then I came back to it uh, today and finished it off. We did that. We split it in half. We split the bit where just as it hits the iceberg. Pause. Let's pause. go to bed now, and then we've got the iceberg onwards for the next. Uh, for the next, uh, yeah, you've got to watch it in two. It's a long do, three fifteen, long do. And um, I spoke to my agent on the phone today, and I told him that we were doing Titanic tonight, and he said that he made the mistake of going to watch the musical when it came out. What's the one? Yeah, he said. Imagine. A three-hour, fifteen-minute film being put into musical. He said, "When it was the interval, it was still Friday, and he knew that the ship didn't sink until Tuesday." So he turned around to his mates and he went, "I'm sorry, it doesn't start sinking till Tuesday. I'm off home." What do they do? Sing? I can see the bird coming. What would you do? He, he said, "It." He said, "There's a reason that it's not. It's not made it onto Broadway and West musical. End. It's not a mm. musical, is it?" Not at all. Speaking of the music, Celine Dion, she wasn't in the running for the song. It wasn't meant to have a song. wasn't meant to have one. James Cameron didn't want, like, a song sung by anyone. Um, He didn't particularly want any music at all. James Cameron sounds miserable as fuck, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Just just put it out there. If if you're listening, James. I'd say what you think. In what way? What do you mean? Has he got... Because he has a persona, doesn't he, of being really hard to work with, correct? I think he, he he can be a bit difficult. I think he's probably a perfectionist. You think you're directing something. Look, the next Avatar's two, $250, 300000000 million budget. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I can imagine, yeah, I mean, he just does these big, big movies. Yeah, so the the, the music composer, James Horner, I think it was, he got given the task of coming up with all the music for the film, which he said he watched a rough cut of the film and came up with all the music in 20 minutes. <laughs> can you believe that? Back of a fag packet. <laughs> if he's just showing off, fair play. Do you know what I mean? To be able just to come up with that in 20 minutes and win an Oscar. But there's only one song in it, isn't there? It's a good score, though. I think it's a good score. I was thinking that today, Ben. I do think it's a good score. Anyway, he comes up with a song. He writes that Celine Dion song. Oh, does he? So he gives it to Celine, and she didn't like it. <laughs> It's a note from me. She went, it's crap. Because he was singing it. <laughs> James Horner's singing it, right? And she went, just imagining Celine Dion sounding like you. It's crap. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. It's crap. It's crap. So anyhow, she gives it a go. And then he give, uh, James Horner gave it to Cameron and went, what do you think of this? And he went, yeah, it's not bad, actually. He went, Celine Dion. And he went, oh, she's, she's big time, apparently. They're both Canadian. So that's how... He went, he went, okay, let's put that in the, in the film. And it's only there at the, the closing credits, I think, isn't it? Her uh, singing it. But she won Best Song as well at the Oscars. Oh, did she? Mm. So as Hannah said in a synopsis, we've got the characters of... Jack Dawson. Jack Dawson and... Rose, what's her chops? I don't know her surname. I don't know. Um, Rose it's, DeWitt. It's weird Rose though, isn't DeWitt. it? Rose DeWitt. Bucketeer. Because I would always say Kate and Leo, <laughs> whereas it should be Jack and Rose. Yeah. But you just see it as Kate and Leo, don't you? Like, you know them, though. I like that. Hey, what are you up to, Carson? Well, Kate and Leo are coming down to see me do some uh, speed climbing. <laughs> Watching me on the slalom canoe. <laughs> what, what are you up to, Coles? I'm on slalom canoe, actually, Leo. You're actually coming down to Lee Valley. I'm there. Olympics. <laughs> so, yeah. So, these two characters... They meet on a boat, the Titanic, and Jack wasn't meant to be on the boat, was he? He kind of won his ticket. Kate is an upper-class passenger, and Jack is a third-class passenger. Now, is there no second class? Yeah, there is second class. We just never see it. It's standard. I think they'd call it standard. By the way, do you know how much first-class ticket, like, Sweet was? on? Go for it. Go for it. Tell me. 75 grand when adjusted for inflation. And what is it? What was it? From Southampton to America? New York, yeah. And how long was it meant to take? It must have taken a few weeks. A few weeks? A few days, isn't it? I don't know. I didn't think it would take that. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. I'll look it up. You keep talking. Never really caught on, did it? The old American ferry. What do you mean, the American ferry? The American ferry. <laughs> what are you on about? People don't exactly get the ferry to New York now, do they? They fly now. Yeah, they yeah, fly. I know, there's, but... a new, there's a new thing they're trying. It's a plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to Google it. It can take anywhere. For, if one of the Googles goes, it can take anywhere from a few hours to many weeks. It all depends on your boat and its speed. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Have you got a red cape on? <laughs> That's shit, Google. That's, no, Could Google. you imagine taking a, a rubber dinghy, like a speedy dinghy, from Southampton to New York? I, it only takes 24 I'll hours. Tell you what, I'll tell you what, once we went um, 
on holiday to an island, Isles of Silly. Was oh, it? yeah, Silly Isles. I've been Silly there. Isles. And it was too windy. It was too windy to fly back. It's a tiny plane. Or it's a ferry and I get really, really ill on a Propeller ferry. plane. Yeah, propeller plane. That was fine. It, you know, that was like being in Indiana Jones. Right? <laughs> you in with the chicken coops. <laughs> so he shuts the door. And then I said to my son, I said, oh, look at that door. And he said, what? He said, it doesn't look very good. Does it look very, looks like he's made it. And he went, <laughs> and we went on this boat. And the lad said, oh, I can get you one last place. I can get you on this boat to go over. And it was a jet boat. And you sit there's like seats for like 12 people. And he starts off like normal. I thought, oh, this is fine. And then he went, <laughs> and everyone went, <laughs> for an hour, your face was stuck. I remember getting boats from different islands, from Phuket in Thailand, and they're awful. And the engines used to cut out all the time. It's, it's, it's more, it's just the speed and the, like it's like a quick bus on water. It's awful. <laughs> awful. So th- they've met. They're from different classes. Um, they should never really ever cross paths, but they do because one night Kate has had enough and she is trying to commit suicide, and she kind of gets saved by Jack, and that's the start of the romance, isn't it? That's when they first really meet. Yeah, and um, funnily enough, it wasn't going to be DiCaprio. It wasn't going to be her. No. How she got the gig is... She wanted it. She wanted it. And she literally badgered Cameron for days and weeks and ringing him up and sending him um, faxes, I assume it was. They offered it to Claire Danes, didn't they? Oh, did they? Because Claire Danes had just done Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. And just recently, she never talked about it. And then she was on some programme. They said, you were offered it, weren't you? And she said, yes, I was. And I turned it down because I realised that that film would catapult me into another place which she didn't want to do just after doing Romeo and Juliet. And I don't think Leo particularly wanted it. And I don't no. think Cameron particularly wanted Leo. No, it, I think it was going to go to Matthew McConaughey. I think the, the production company wanted him, didn't they? There's rumours about McConaughey. McConaughey. I can't even say. There's rumours about McConaughey. <laughs> It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> there is rumours about Mahon. Hey, <laughs> what the fuck's happened here? Keep going. Brilliant. Keep going. We're not leaving till you do it. There's rumours about Matt because <laughs> Matt. he um he went for the part of the boyfriend as well, the fiance. How he didn't get that, I don't know. Because I thought Billy Zane was crap. I, I like Billy Zane. I like Billy Zane in it. I didn't. I don't, but is it the character? I don't, I don't, mm. it's the character. I think he's actually all right in that. McConaughey would have been a lot better. Yeah. But the 20th Century Fox, who were producing it, they wanted McConaughey for the, for the film. And Cameron thought about Leo because he'd done Romeo and Juliet. And Paul Rudd is in Romeo and Juliet. And his dad is a historian. And one of his specialist subjects is the Titanic. And he went for the part of Jack Dawson, did Paul Rudd. And in the audition room, he's coming out with all these facts about Titanic and everything like that. And they were really impressed of all of his knowledge and everything about the Titanic. But they said, you're not getting the part. Sorry, Paul. And he was gutted. But he told Leo to go for the audition. They wanted Leo to read 
for the part and he refused. Yeah, apparently he was a proper dick. He said he was a young punk back then and I think I think maybe he thought he was it was a bit beneath him to read for a part. Do you imagine, what's he done? Three three films before this. Big films though, Combs. What's eating Gilbert Grape? He'd done that. Had he done Basketball Diaries? Romeo and yeah, Juliet. I think he'd done that. It's big films, Colson. He'd done big films. films. The, this Boy's Life with De Niro. So he, he he was he was a known guy. He'd been nominated for an Academy Award for Gilbert Grape. And then I guess you don't really appreciate... I, I guess when you get a script for the first time, it is just any other film. Whereas now it's, you know, it's not like... The, the Titanic, obviously, was made what it was, wasn't it? Because it's a story that Cameron really wanted to tell, isn't it? He wrote the script whilst he was on the deep sea exploration, looking at the shipwreck, didn't he? Yeah. So he filmed he filmed a load of footage, which I think some of it's in the film, with like his mates uh, on a trip he'd funded, and he wrote the story whilst he was out there. So he had the idea, but a lot of a lot of the actors he did let ad lib lines. Okay. For instance, the famous line in the film is, I'm the king of the world. DiCaprio ad-libbed it. Ah. And it's been voted, num- ranked number four, as one of the most memorable lines in film history. And he ad-libbed it, I'm the king of the world. That's an ad-lib from DiCaprio. Uh, that's very good. So I watched this film with Ben. Yeah. Straight off, Ben doesn't like this film. Is it the fact that you know... <laughs> just take us straight to right. the end. Ratings. No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying... Is it the fact that... Everybody knows the story of the Titanic even before they've watched the film. They know it crashes, right? And they know it sinks. But there's a lot of films that you kind of know that about, especially films that have happened on key moments in history. Yeah. It's just... I mean, there there is something about this film, isn't there, Ben, that I just don't think... Because I guess when you've seen a film and you know it's not particularly your film and it's 3 hours 15, was it hard for you to find the motivation, Ben, to sit and... Watch no, because I'll do it. I'll sit and watch it. But it's not my kind of film and it wasn't when it came out. And I'm just like, it just seems padded. My dad was really, really looking forward to this film coming out because he was obsessed with the Titanic and the history of it and finding out facts and blah, blah, blah. And I think when it came out, I think he was a bit let down by it because he wanted it to be like a historical type yeah. He didn't think it was going to be this romantic thing. Yeah. I think it's very tricky. I don't know it feels like two films to me. You've got this kind of romance, love and romance, and then in the middle of it, they have to do the the crash, the iceberg, and then they still try to make it... I mean, some of the effects are incredible. Mm. They are. I mean, that yeah. was amazing. The scale of this film... I mean, me and you were talking about where they filmed it, Ben, because I was like, is this Pinewood, like, big underwater studio? And you were like, it might be LA. I think they've got one similar size to Pinewood. He built a studio. So they got, in Mexico, they got 40 acres of dock land. That's fucking massive. massive. 40 football pitches. That's you swimming. They built the Titanic to scale. So the size of the Titanic was built in sets. I mean, that's staggering. That is a lot of work. And Ben made a really good point, Jack, of the one thing that makes it super, super easy for them is it was its first ever voyage. So all the sets can look brand new. And it does, everything looks Mm, brand spanking and like a set, which works because it's the first time anyone's ever been in it. He did it very well, merging the CGI stuff with the real people, the real 
you know, the real stunt crew falling down. He did that very well. Members of the stunt crew broke bones, broke legs, broke arms. That was a bit, apparently Cameron was relentless. But Leo said that he, he worked 90-hour weeks on this film. Six-month shoot. <sighs> they're do, if they're, they're doing 12-hour days for that length of time and they've got Cameron barking at him. I suppose you've always got that bit where he's picked... He's picked What's he done? He's gone two hours in and you've got an hour and 15 crash onwards, haven't you? I said at the end, I think I just said to Ben, I was like, it's, it's a stuntman's dream, that film. Could you imagine? You've got everything in it. And it is, it's almost three films, you know? It's, it's a story of class, it's a romance, and then it, it's a... It's a um, disaster movie. Disaster movie, yeah. Doing too much, I think. I'm not quite sure. I'm also never quite sure about that start bit where we're down in the ship and then she's got a necklace on and then we've got all that stuff. I liked there. all that. Oh. Here's, here's a good one for you. Jack will have picked this out. The picture that Leo draws. Mm. Her picture that she has to see. Cameron drew that himself. But he's left-handed, isn't he? So he had to mirror the, um, the footage that he got because Leo DiCaprio is right-handed. So he had to reverse the shot to make it look like the person was right-handed, but it's a left hand. So to keep Ben happy, let's get into the bones, the iceberg. What was good I did like he did was he explained, do you remember early on in the film, he explained what would happen to the boat when it crashes. Yeah. And I thought, that's very smart, because now when it crashes, it's going to hit the berg, then it's going to go on its end, then it's going to snap... So we knew, we knew where we were going, and I thought that's a very clever piece of writing. The first time I ever watched this film, I was shocked that it goes backward and forward in time, because that's one thing that I just never knew about the film. I just thought it was it was like a period film. Do you like the fact it goes backward and forward? I do, yeah. I do. I also wanted them to find the necklace and get paid and get rich. I thought she was going to hide it and go, oh, I found it. <laughs> I thought she was going to look over the side and find it and go, oh, I just found it. No, that I didn't. I, I was, oh, that story. And the more sitting around where she tells the story t- with tears in their eyes. When the boat crashes, do you like the like scale of the crew and how they react and kind of some of the decisions that were made there? Do you like that part of the film? Yeah, I liked all the other the all the other characters that are on on the ship as well not all, not everyone but most of everybody that's on that ship is a real person that was on that ship even down to the extras james cameron gave 150 extras backstories of their characters and what they were wearing and the relationships and the families that they were with and whether they got off or uh, or whether they didn't and the other thing that was interesting about the first class stuff was because Cameron wanted to get it so right. He had an etiquette coach, like who kind of stayed on set with them and basically worked as an acting coach. And he would, I'm assuming after he went through the blocking, the etiquette coach would then come and tell them how somebody in the 1920s would be acting. Or 12. 1912, the 1910s then. There is a certain thing in you as an actor that makes you wonder, the attention to detail that he puts in does pay off, doesn't it? Yeah. There are parts of it, Ben, that are almost faultless. Well, the, the water the water was freezing cold. I think they got the water in from, like, an ocean, so that it's proper, like, seawater. Look, he ties together an incredible story into a film. That's not easy. And he recognised 
he needed without without making it just a documentary he got that romance through it that takes you through the through the film doesn't it you you fall in love with those characters i get it and he's done an incredible job it's a big big story and it's made over two billion the budget was like 150 million and it went to like 200 million but i suppose jack once you've built the titanic you're kind of in like, if he rings up, they go, hey, how are you doing? They go, ooh, we haven't got to the Berg yet. They're like, right, all right, you, you're in, aren't you? Well, if it wasn't a success, apparently it was going to be uh, the end of oh, 20th studio. Century Fox. I think they put up the initial money, but when it started going over budget, they needed help from a second um, production company, and then that's when Paramount came in. But they only came in with an added bonus of like fifty million. They said if it goes over any more, you've got to put up the rest, and it did. It went over a lot, and if it wasn't a success, it would have bombed Bankrupt, and yeah. completely bankrupted the career, uh, the the company. I love that. Um, you know the shot where you'll have seen it because you'll have seen memes of it, etc. But you know when it's like a big pan of the boat and there's the member of crew walking in CGI. He's <laughs> like arms are swinging. Me and Ben were both waiting for it, and they were like, "There he is! There he is!" And he kind of you, have you seen that? Picture? No. What is that? Is the it's what, like front of the ship? Oh, you've like seen a kind of Commercial. Yeah, it looks like Captain Bird's eye, like walking like an action man. I mean, they all do very well. I mean, it must have been. It must have been quite a thing to film. Must be quite a thing to film. It's basically like you said, Colson. It's a few films, so you've got this love story, and then suddenly you're spending the next few months in water. And then, you know, we talk about the level of the stunt, but when it goes wrong, it goes wrong. So the the ship hits the iceberg, and it starts to sink. And like Ben said, we know exactly what's going to happen. It gets to a point where the entire boat splits. I suppose what's awful is that they believed it was unsinkable. That's the tragedy, is that they were told it's unsinkable. So there's that bit when it hits and they're still eating and they're still playing their music and they don't really realise the enormity of what's about to happen. Apart from the guy who, like, designs it, doesn't he? He he knows straight away. He said, you've got a few hours and then it's done. Yeah, and there's two, isn't there, who were involved in the making of and one sneaks off and takes a coward way out and the other guy, who is an American actor who does an Irish accent. Yeah, Victor Garber. Very, very good, I thought. Really good performance. You talked about the music there, Ben. You know that you're talking about the band that stays on. The lead guy in that band, the guy who plays the violin. Yeah. uh, He's from Burnley, and he lived lived at Uddersfield, Colts. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, some house, they find the, um, the violin... So he survived? No, he didn't survive. He died. But the case in the violin was set, was found. Oh, my goodness. So they, they got the violin and they've sort of, like, proved it is that violin through salt water and everything like that. And it sold in auction a couple of years ago. I think Sotheby's in, um, in London. $1.7 million. <sighs> play us a tune yeah big that in it wow so as hannah said in her synopsis it gets to a point where kate and leo's relationship has developed massively and so much happens in this film it's almost impossible for us to cover it but it gets to the point they're on that door (laughs) 
But but Kate gets Kate, to the point they're on the door. Hang on, let me just say Kate basically chooses Leo over her fiance, doesn't she? You know, she and that decision is isn't just I want to be with you. She she's giving up her class, she's giving up her wealth, she's giving up everything for love. And you genuinely do believe that. I think she's very good. I think she's very good in this. Very good. And it gets to a point where she kind of makes a decision that if she's going to die, Rose wants to die with Jack. The two people who owned Macy's, they died on the Titanic. It was a couple. And she was offered a lifeboat. And obviously he wasn't because it was women and children. And she refused to go on the lifeboat, and they both died on the Titanic holding. Is that the couple that are in the bed? It's meant to be, but they actually didn't die in bed. It was just artistic license that Cameron yeah. wrote that. But uh, okay, he they got washed um, overboard, and they both died. But she refused. She said, um, "We've lived together, and I'm not going anywhere without you." Um, died together. It's interesting as well because, like, some of the you know we we see more of like. The first class passengers kind of have a bit more of a sense of reality as to what's going on because obviously in the third class it is just they just want to get up top because they're literally being kept down there like prisoners. But you see the guy who puts his best suit on and gets a cigar and a whiskey and he kind of says, "Look, if I'm going out, I'm going out in style." And it's you know that they do a very very good job of telling multiple sad stories from so many perspectives when really the only story it is telling is the story of Jack and Rose. And Jack is doing his bit to save Rose, isn't he? You know, he he's kind of making sure they're in the best position whatsoever to survive. And when the boat finally goes under and they're in the ice-cold Atlantic, Jack finds, obviously, the famous door for Rose to lay on. I've seen that door. Have you? Ooh, yeah. Could like you have that. fitted two people on Where it? Where was that? Planet Hollywood, Florida. Is it the door from the film yeah. or the door from the Titanic? It's the door from the film. Door from the film. How and it's was the door from fucking the film? massive. However, Huge. However. There, so there's a, there's a lot of debates, and I'm assuming that all three of us would say that you could fit two people on the door, but it would sink. If it had two people on it, it would sink. The, it, if, it, if it was us three and we're in the water... The one thing that I would suggest is that we take it in turns. Wouldn't it be almost... I'll tell, I'll tell you when it's your turn. Wouldn't it be almost warmer in the water in a weird way? Well, hypothermia sets in. That's he falls asleep and he dies. I mean, I, I don't know how long you could have been in that water, but that's one thing. Actually, he did also very well is it, the extreme amount of noise and then silence. I thought he did that ex- very, yeah. very well. Awful, awful shot when that boat comes back, isn't it? Yeah, but it's yeah, but it, it but also you just thought, oh crikey, all that energy and all that screaming and all that panic, and then suddenly a few hours later, there's there's nothing, no one, no noise. What happened? Um, yeah, it's very. That was a powerful bit. Quick break, and then we'll come back and rate it. Hang on, I mean, no, all right, the necklace though, in at the end, but what? Why is she doing that? To give it back to him. As if she wouldn't... Is that that is that true, that necklace? No. I think the throwing in is her... That's her last connection. That's her goodbye. J- Jack's in the water. So she's giving it back to him. I don't think he wanted it. I think that's a note on the love, Jack. But really, I think that's this what, is bollocks. And do you not think that's her letting go? Because I think the film should probably end with her shutting her eyes and dying. <laughs> 
cracking option. Crack it, go to ratings. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Anyway, let's have a quick break. We'll we'll debate this off screen and then we'll be back. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Debate over. The necklace shouldn't have been thrown in the water. But let's rate the film. Jack, going to let you start off. Uh, 7.6 for me. Oh, you thought about it. You've come prepared. You've come prepared. You've thought I about it. I did come it. prepared. Yeah, I thought about it today. And I think, yeah, I think... Is that it, what score Coulson will get on the diving? I just think... I think it's in the sevens, and I think it's over halfway. I think, fair enough. A massive, massive film to make. Huge. 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 And it's 1997, and it's still... In it's still it, what is it? It's the number two highest gross or number three, isn't it? Highest grossing film of all time. And I know it's been remastered, but it looks amazing. And yeah, but it's it's the only film that's been made in the nineties in the twentieth century in like the top thirty. Everything else is in the two thousands, so it's like fair play. Eleven Oscars, well done. Seven point six, I think that's well done. Yeah, um, seven point five from me. I, I I am very interested to see what Ben rates it and what Ben gives it but I think no matter what you think about this film like you you can't take away from the scale of it and what it's achieved you know it 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 is quite it's quite special what they put together but But Jack you know it it is what it is isn't it Mm, but it's mm. quite if if you've made that you're very proud to have made it and I bet you're very proud to have been a part of it the scale of the stunts is phenomenal what do you make what what are you being up to what do you make uh, uh, that film you talk about that in the pub and you've got everyone listening. <laughs> oh, here he comes. This is James. Look, he's going to talk about that Titanic film again. No, 7.5. I mean, you know, by no means I am fully prepared to go and watch it again for the next two years. But you can see why it has done so well and you can see why people love it. Price? <laughs> uh so there's two, there's two ratings. I can't watch this film again. I mean, if I watch it again, it'd be too soon. Um, five. Fair five. 
Fair five. It's an extraordinary film. He's an extraordinary filmmaker. It's it's a fantastic story. Too long. To I think there's a really really brilliant film in there. Uh, and I get it. He fell in love with probably those performances, which are fantastic. I think the story works very well. It's just, it's just too much. You're two hours in before you get to that bit when it has the crash. And I'm like, okay, you're using the energy of the iceberg to get you through the last bit. Do you think he set off making his boyhood dream film of, I want to make a film about a shipwreck because I love it. And then when he got working with them and when he started to put the bones into the love story and saw them two work together, he kind of didn't quite know what he was making because No, I think he probably I think he probably shot everything and then thought, I'll get it all and then we'll see in the cutting room floor and I think he probably got to the cutting room floor and think, I don't want to lose anything. I think he lost about an hour. Oh did he? Yeah. There's loads of other scenes and loads of other sections and loads of other characters that you never even meet that he cut out. Because the thing is, if they're putting a four-hour film on, they're not going to get the money back because the length of time for that film to run and then turn around the theatre again. Do you know what I mean? So I I, I think we're 20.1 out of 30, which is actually low for a big Oscar. That's quite low. Yeah. I think it's quite low. But then, Jack, to, to say Ben's giving it a five, me and you have kind of gone... We've gone on the low side of high, really. So it, 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 does, it does say something, but, you know we're free lads it it might you know it's probably not designed for us is it that film it it, it isn't um so yeah 20.1 for titanic um jack it is time jack's hidden gem of the week is it james cameron's documentary about the titanic it's not it's oh. not the, the gem this week is a film actually now you can watch this on disney plus okay it's brand new. It's called Fresh. Oh, that's a hardly a hidden gem. It's bloody it? the biggest film of the week. Yeah, it's oh, is massive. It? Everyone's watching it. Oh, I didn't think anybody knew about it. I've heard it's pretty fucking fucked up. A bit mad. It is a bit mad. Basically, it stars Daisy Edgar-Jones and Sebastian Stan. So, they're basically... She meets him on like a, on a, on like a dating app. Speed dating. Yeah. Speed dating, yeah. And meets up with him. Everything's great. Everything's great. And then all all of a sudden, everything isn't great. And she ends up and she's like, in chains. And she's like, what the fuck? And then, basically, he's doing something for, like, this rich elite. And I think he's, 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 it's involved in body parts. Oof. Fresh. Yeah, no, I am... Um, it's, it's, it's on my list. It's quite... Um, like Letterbox tells you the films that are trending and like the oh, right. and that that's the one that everyone's basically saying to watch. Jack's not so hidden, Jim. I'd say it's a good six point nine, seven, seven points, something like that. Not an amazing score. No, but it's free. It's but on it's, Disney it's Plus. Give it a give it a whirl. Do you know what I mean? Give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. I love it. Give it a whirl. Last pick of the series for me, boys. Oof, big. Oh, here we go. Massive. I I showed a friend. An absolute shocker. I showed a friend my podcast list. The the one on my phone that you two can never see. We we don't want to, actually. And they were like, (laughs) you you can't make them watch any of them. And I was like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. And um, I think it's a biggie, but I actually think you might like it. 
You will definitely have seen it, and your reaction's going to tell me everything. Because you'll either be up for it and excited, or there's just going to be a groan from both of you. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd go on the side of groan. No, I, I'm not, because I'm really excited to watch it. Um, it's a childhood classic for me as well. It's a film that I fucking love. <laughs> fucking hell, Colton, you're building this Are you up. Ready? What the it's fuck is it? It's my last pick of the series. I know, but crikey, people have got homes to go to. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> National Treasure. Oh, the Nicolas Cage. Fucking Nicolas Cage. Yeah. National I thought it was a big film. Yeah, you know, it's a big, big film. finish. National Treasure, trying to find a pyramid. It's it's a good film. That's that's a good, I think that's a good last of the series, Colson film, that. Okay. Wow, okay. Well, we'll find out, we'll find out. We'll find out, we'll find out. Well, we've gone from the Oscar winner of Titanic all the way to National Treasure. And if you want to watch, you know exactly what to do. It's available on Disney+. Plus. And watch along and then join us next week on Thursday to find out what we loved, hated and rated about National Treasure. We're back tomorrow for the Sofa Cinema Club Oscars where we are talking through our awards for Sofa Cinema Club. There's loads of awards which have been chosen by you guys on Patreon. And whilst we're on the topic of Patreon, we have got some new members who have joined us. So that means... There's some new jobs to be given out, isn't there? <laughs> new jobs. People leave comments. They don't like their jobs, do they? <laughs> do you know? It's hard. This isn't easy giving the jobs out. It's not easy. I'm going... Um, <laughs> I haven't got many... See, I haven't got many jobs left in the cinema, have I? Well, you've not had any jobs since the first week, Ben. I've got to go... Uh, I've got to go. Um, what am I going to do now? Just come over to the production team. I've got loads of jobs here. I might have to double up on jobs. So sometimes I'm going to have to go for another projectionist, Zoe Rowe. That's terrible. <laughs> I've got animal trainer, Robin. Animal, animal trainer. trainer. You've been thinking about that all day. No, I'm animal not. trainer on a film set. Yeah. We bought a zoo. Um,. I've got hairdresser to the stars, Laura Barber. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I'm going... Uh, see, I can't have that. I can't have makeup. I'm going um, general manager, Vicky Franks. I'm going set painter, Kerry Gray. Kerry Gray, good colour. Thank yeah. you. Thank good. you. You liked that, didn't you? You oh. fucking liked that. Okay, tea maker. Paul Brinicom. It's not Brinicom. It is. It's Brink Brincom, isn't it? No, Brinicom. I'd have I'd have gone in in the hair department, Paul Brincombe. Right. Well, well <laughs> Paul Brincombe. He's making tea. He's making He's tea. making tea. He's making tea. But thank you. Thank you for joining. We must say that, but <laughs> thank you for joining. And if you want to join us, it is so easy. Head on over to www.patreon forward slash sofacinemaclub.com. On there, you will find two tiers of Sofa Cinema Club. There is loads more of us on there. There's ad-free episodes of Sofa Cinema Club. There is bonus Patreon exclusive content. And also, you get to see the stuff that goes on YouTube a little bit earlier. And you get full videos of us when we're in studio. Um, and if you want to check that out, you know exactly where to go. We're back here tomorrow for the last episode of the Sofa Cinema Club Oscars special. Until then, good night. God bless. Good night. Bye-bye.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.